The show you love with even more local, local news, news and more local talk. talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike Douglas. And a wonderful Wednesday afternoon to you here in California's Central Valley. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. How are you doing in the heat? You survived last night. Well, looks like pretty much everybody uh, survived last night. Uh, from my understanding, apparently uh, there were some power outages in Turlock, uh, but it was not due to the statewide uh, power failure. Apparently uh, it was uh, not related to the possible rolling blackouts at all. It was a, a local issue there. So uh, anyway, uh, I suppose we could say that we dodged the bullet for another day. Uh, speaking of days, as we look at our countdown, it is 62 days, T-minus 62 days until the midterm elections on November 8th. All the more reason for us to be very diligent, gather as much information as we can uh, to make sure that we are well-read, well-informed, and cast an informed vote on November 8th. And you may want to even look at uh, your opinion of the way the state is handling the uh, the heat right now, and that may factor into how you vote on November 8th. By the way, this is very interesting. Uh, SFgate.com reported this uh, from last night. They're saying from the uh, ISO, that's the Independent Systems Operator, it shows that during the day yesterday, renewable sources like solar and wind accounted for a third of the state's energy supply. However, after sunset, that figure of renewable sources dipped down to around 10%. 10%. And guess what rose to the occasion and kept us going? Uh-huh. Natural gas, for example, a fossil fuel supplied more than half of the state's energy. So there we go. And it calls into question the wisdom of uh, the state and of Washington, D.C., as they are out to demonize and do away with fossil fuels entirely. What was it that helped us out last night? Fossil fuels. It wasn't renewable energy. Renewable energy only accounted for about 10% of the power last night. So, again, these are things we need to remember come uh, 62 days from now on November 8. By the way, we are currently in uh, in an energy emergency alert 2, level 2, at the moment, according to the independent system operator. Level 2 means uh, they've requested emergency energy from all the resources, and they've activated its emergency demand response program. And, of course, we are being asked to conserve energy to help preserve grid reliability. And uh, here is, by the way, uh, from the ISO, uh, the CEO of the ISO, Elliot Mainzer, uh, talking to us today about today and tonight's expectations. Today, with the heat and high demand for power continuing, we are facing another challenging day for the grid. 
If yesterday hadn't happened, we'd be facing another record-setting day for demand. So with another flex alert in place for today, please remember to pre-cool your homes before 4 p.m. and continue to turn up your thermostats to 78 or higher if your health permits. Avoid using major appliances and turn off all unnecessary lights during those critical hours from 4 to 9 p.m. You may also be able to enroll in a program with your local utility in which you will be paid to reduce your electricity demand during the flex alert. For more information, you can go to www.powersaverrewards.org. As the public demonstrated yesterday, when we get a lot of people to change their behavior in just a few relatively small ways, we can accomplish big things. Thanks again for all your help. We'll continue to keep everyone posted about conditions on the grid. Thank you very much. All right, there's the word from Cal ISO and the CEO there, Elliot Mainser. Uh, and what's interesting to note, all things are relative, are they not? I have a friend that lives in Providence, Rhode Island. Do you know what's happening in Providence, Rhode Island? They've been dealing with flooding there, believe it or not. So all things are relative, and uh, we have to deal with the things that are in our own backyard. But it's just interesting that on the other side of the coast, uh, things are quite uh, different. Uh, Just a couple of comments about last night. Uh, Apparently, let's see, we had uh, our peak demand went over 52,000 megawatts. Apparently, that was an all-time record for the state. Our maximum capacity is 56,000 megawatts. So we're about 4 megawatts away from our total capacity. Uh, Throughout the show, I I monitor the ISO, by the way. Right now, our current demand is roughly 50,000 megawatts. Our capacity is 58, almost 59,000 megawatts. So we have a little bit of room there. Uh, They have uh, reserves uh, between 6,000 to um 9000 or so megawatts so hopefully uh tonight things will not be as urgent as they were last night but it brings to mind uh, are we as the state are we dealing with these things in a wise way are we dealing with heat problems remember a lot of californias in the desert we're in a drought which is not uncommon for california Knowing that these things are going to happen, what is what is the response of the state? Well, let, let's have another another bureaucracy in place. We talked yesterday about the fact that they wanted to have a, another bureaucracy put in place to let us know when it's going to get hot. Seems to me that we already have that in place. We have our little phones. We can look on our phones and and see what's happening. They give us uh, usually at least a, a 10-day forecast. Right now, outside the uh, Mike Douglas Show clandestine studios, it's 104 degrees. Likely, uh, that's going to peak today. Not like yesterday. You know, we, we got up to, I think, uh, 111 or maybe 112 here and had a cooling trend when it got down to 110. Uh, but anyway, we know that we're going to have major heat issues and so it, it baffles me why uh, the state and Governor Newsom and the uh, majority rule in Sacramento are so intent on demonizing fossil fuels and uh, the gas and oil industry. 
when that's really what pulled us out of the uh, out of that saved our bacon last night, did it not? Yeah, because renewable energy, solar power, and wind that that dipped to ten percent last night. It just baffles me at the logic or the lack thereof. And again, I think that's good reason for us to remember all of this, all of this on uh, November 8, uh, coming up here in the, uh, the midterm uh, elections. So uh, these are, again, these are things that we uh, need to keep in mind. And um, in about uh, five minutes or so, we're going to be uh, talking about some specifics, what we can do uh, to weather this storm, so to speak. And uh, hopefully we'll have an air conditioning expert here as well to talk to us about what we need to do to maintain our systems. By the way, I think uh, it's wise, the, the advice that they give us, to cool down our homes before we hit the flex alert time. I think that's absolutely important. And uh, that way, I, what we do here in the uh, Mike Douglas Show studio, the clandestine studio here nestled in the uh, Central Valley of California in Stanislaus County, and what we do at the Douglas Hacienda is we keep our thermostat pretty high uh, as far as air conditioning goes, meaning uh, during the night we'll keep it up between 83 to 85 degrees, open all the windows, and uh, get as much of a breeze coming in as we can to keep things cool. We keep, uh, you know, if the air... If the if it gets above eighty five degrees overnight, we, yeah, we we do want to cool things uh, down a little bit. And yesterday we reviewed all of those things that can happen with heat sickness and such. Uh, so we we do our part. We uh, we don't run our appliances, our major appliances. We don't run the dishwasher. We don't run the the dryer or the uh, clothes washer. Don't run those major appliances during the flex alert times, and we run them either very, very late at night or in the uh, wee hours of the morning. And so doing our best, and we turn the lights off. So the point being that I think we're all doing our best to uh, do what we can do to reduce the strain on the grid. My question is, is the state doing its best for us? I'm not so sure <laughs> when we look at, again, the demonization of fossil fuels and uh, trying to uh, do away with that industry. It, it just doesn't. And, and I look at uh, some of the comments from leaders in other states and and really they're they're quite uh, they think it's quite funny the way California is dealing with it. So I think we're doing our best. The question is, is the state doing its best to help us through the heat? What do you think? 209-551-3483, our number 209-551-3483. We'll talk about that and more coming up on the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. With the big news of the day, here's more of the Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas with you again, your concierge for conversation as we navigate through a pretty, it's, it's hot. It's a hot season, isn't it? 
And I I was uh, just at a on, on Wednesdays at, at noon. I have the privilege of facilitating a, a prayer group of a small group of pastors, and we we pray for the city and for each other and and for the community. And one of the things that that we were praying about was the weather itself and how people are are responding to it. I don't know about you. But I've noticed, and I'm going back to my law enforcement days and fire and rescue days, in in times of severe heat, or at least what we consider to be severe heat, I've noticed over the years people will tend to get more cranky. Don't you think? (laughs) They're on edge a little bit more. When it's really cold, yeah, that that can be an issue, but uh, you can layer and, and help you know, put on more jackets and things like that. When it's hot, you can only un- unlayer so much, at least publicly. And uh, pe- people, they, they get cranky. And then what you find, especially in public service, is uh, when the alcohol starts uh, flowing, especially if it's been a, a long day, long weekend, it's really hot, then we get into the uh, family disturbances and and uh, that crankiness uh, takes on uh, even more dimensions. So it, uh, it pays to know how to keep our, ourselves balanced uh, during this kind of uh, uh, challenge that we have right now. And I, th- I think the spirit of this is, is not don't run your air conditioner, but it's more of a, a, a challenge of when to run it for how long cool down the house and then keep things shuttered up to contain the coolness. And as we've often advised, especially if you have relatives or if you have uh, friends, uh, neighbors that are elderly, especially that are living in, in mobile home parks, especially if they're living alone, good idea to check on, on them during these uh, heat seasons. We've, we've helped a lot of people. In fact, we've saved a life or two actually, by uh, checking on folks during this time of the year. So we encourage you to do that as well while you're dealing with your own health uh, in addition to all of that. So what do you, is the state, you think the state's doing the best job that it can handling this heat? I mean, Arizona, take places in Arizona. They get a lot, it, it's a lot hotter than it is here on a more consistent basis. I remember uh, on a family trip, and we were coming back from, I think it was New Mexico. Anyway, it was when, when our children were children. And uh, we stopped at uh, the London Bridge there at, at Lake Havasu. And it was uh, 126 degrees. 126 degrees. And, and, and you combine that with the water there and the humidity, it was nasty. I wouldn't want to live there. But the point is, there are other places in the nation that uh, d- deal with this stuff on a regular basis. It, it seems like here in California, we're not we're not dealing with it with the wisdom and the uh, strategic the strategic science that other places uh, deal with it. Maybe it's just me. What do you think? Is our state doing the job it's uh, it's supposed to do? Two zero nine. Five five one three four eight three two zero nine five five one three four eight three, and after the bottom of the hour, again we'll have uh, an expert in air conditioning systems to talk to us about how to maintain them, what to do to keep them performing at peak levels, and and how to use them best. 
during uh, during times like this. We talked uh, earlier about the uh, fast food wage laws, speaking of the state and wisdom or lack thereof. As you know, Governor Newsom has uh, signed that. Well, do you, believe it or not, there's a group that uh, that is setting up a, uh, well, a, a proposal to get enough signatures to uh, get rid of that law. Can you believe that? They want to bring it to voters in 2024. They're saying that this California law that could set the minimum wage for the fast food industry, and remember, it could set it as high as $22 per hour next year. So they've begun an effort to try to postpone the implementation and let the voters decide whether to permanently block it. So this will be uh, this will be very interesting uh, to watch. Uh, Anand Gouda, founder of a San Diego-based High Bluff Capital Partners, and they own uh, Church's Chicken and Quiznos Change uh, Chains. By the way, he says, unfortunately, in an already high inflation environment, will now be forced to pass pass along most of the wage increase to customers, at least in the short term. Does it take a PhD to figure that out? <clears throat> why why is this not something that's readily on the minds of Governor Newsom and our brainiacs in Sacramento? Excuse me, I'm just very frustrated. The, these especially uh, small businesses, and they may have a franchise, but they're part of a bigger network. They're the ones that are going to get hit, and I, I'm i not a prophet, but I suspect that a lot of uh, small businesses that maybe are parts of franchises, especially as, as it relates to fast food, <clears throat> what, what, what option do they have aside from going out of business? So here's, uh, here's what's happening with the effort. The opponents of this bill, the fast food bill, AB 257, they're going to need to submit about 623,000 valid voter signatures by December 4 to qualify for a referendum on the November 2024 ballot. Are, are, I'm just wondering, and good for them, but I'm wondering if people are starting to get recall weary. Do you know what I mean? And I know this is a referendum, it's not a recall. But you think people are getting weary of the petitions and the recall? Would you sign it? Would you, would you go out of your way to sign it? I I would. I think it's a bad thing. I think it's going to damage businesses in California. Well, we'll see. Uh, again, coming up in about five or six minutes, we're going to be talking to an expert on air conditioning, talk about the importance of maintenance, and uh, cleaning filters, all those things that sometimes we take for granted. And we'll talk about how to best use your air conditioning system during crises like this. All that coming up in five minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. 
on air and online. Take the Mike Douglas Show with you with the iHeartRadio app. Search 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas with you, your concierge for conversation as uh, as we navigate through some pretty hot times here in California's Central Valley. So much appreciate you uh, being with us here Monday through Friday, 3 to 5 p.m. Again, on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. I've been talking about the heat, ways to handle it. I was just thinking, I don't know about you. Do they still have slip and slides? Remember slip and slides? Yeah, I well, as a kid, I remember them. And then when our, our children were, were small, uh, we used to have the slip and slide out front. And, uh, you know, it was very uh, fun to watch Dad do a slip and slide. And uh, I, I guess that was provided a lot of uh, hilarity for our, our children watching me do that. M- miss those times. <clears throat> really miss those times. Because... If I went out and fired up a slip and slide right now and my wife came home and saw me doing that, being a nurse practitioner, she might think, well, possibly uh, he needs a 72-hour evaluation. I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, uh, those those are – and we used to have one of those uh, – what what do they call them? Uh, Dutch boy pools. Is that the right name? Those above-ground uh, pools. That was uh, That was a pain to take care of, though. Just a pain. You have to get all the little, uh, the chemicals right and keep that thing clean. But uh, the kids really, uh, really had a lot of fun uh, with it. So just a reminder, just a reminder, we are at emergency, uh, energy emergency alert level two. Right now, last night, we went to level three. That's with the independent systems operator. And that means that they're unable to meet minimum contingency reserve requirements and that uh, maximum conservation is required by all of us and there's a possibility of rolling blackouts. Apparently, we are not there yet today. Uh, hopefully, we uh, we won't get there, but we're keeping an, an eye on it, uh, taking a look at what's, uh, what's happening in California. Again, we're at uh, emergency uh, energy emergency alert level two. Two at the moment, so uh, we're we're not out of the weeds yet, but uh, we need to keep keep conserving. And here in the uh, clandestine studio, and the Mike Douglas show, the air conditioner is off. By the way, the air conditioner is off. We're doing our part. All the lights are off except in uh, in our studio here, and uh, no fans are even on at the moment. Yeah, so we're doing our best, but we cool it down ahead of time, uh, so that I don't come out well done uh, by the end of the by the end of the show. So we're all uh, we're all doing our part. Uh, the question to me is: Is the state of California really doing its part? I question that. <clears throat> I really do, and I think uh, you know other states are looking at us saying, "My goodness, here they're going to phase out." new cars that are gas-powered by 2035. And yet, they're telling their people, don't charge your electric vehicles tonight because we don't have the power to do it. Does any of this make sense to you? 
Let's find out what you have to say about that. Our phone number, 209-551-3483. Do you think the state's doing its part to help with this issue? 209-551-3483. Let's find out what Mike from Manteca thinks. Mike, what are your thoughts about this? Uh, Yeah, thanks for taking my call. I would have to say when you pose the question that is the state doing enough, I would have to say a big fat no, just because of when when former Congressman Pombo was on the air, I asked the question whether California has built a power plant recently. And uh, he said that the last power plant was built was a gas, natural gas power plant back in the mid 90s. So we have not upgraded our power source although i believe i'm sorry about that i believe that in a lot of cases that they have done some decent things with giving the incentives for solar power because i know a lot of people who have put solar panels on their roofs and that saves them on their energy bill and they can run their air conditioners freely and all that kind of stuff but in in essence i think we grew so fast here in California, and especially in the Central Valley, that that the power grid wasn't updated and the power source wasn't updated enough to uh, to ever meet the demand. So we're buying it from other states, and that's not cutting the mustard, obviously. I mean, uh, I don't know that you got the Amber Alert last night, but everybody got the Amber Alert. We were stirring around our house to uh, turn everything, you know, turn the air conditioner up, you know, run as little as we could and, and things of that nature. But I, 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 I guess if we're having these warnings just with the temperatures going up, you know, unseasonably 15 degrees and we have to do all these things to conserve, it would have to be a no. There's no way that they're, that they're keeping up with the demand by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Mike, I think one of the issues here is here, here we are, California, famous for the Silicon Valley. We have technology upon technology upon technology, and yet we continue to fail our citizenry in terms of being prepared and, and, and uh, building the infrastructure needed. Now, I give Governor uh, Newsom credit for extending the life of uh, the Diablo nuclear plant. But with that, and and again, I know it's dangerous to uh, assess motivations. I I suspect there was a lot of political thinking that went behind that particular uh, decision. I don't think basically a lot of his supporters like nuclear energy, but I think uh, nuclear energy is something that uh, we need to be looking at very heavily. And again, California, I think we're you know, we're way behind the eight ball uh, again. Mike, thanks for the call. Appreciate uh, appreciate that very much. And so, my friends, what do you, what do you think? Uh, are we doing what we need to do as a state uh, to deal with this? I I don't know, but I'll tell you what we can do. And that's deal with our own backyard. And uh, right now, uh, we have the privilege of bringing on with us Enrique Calderon. Uh, He's from Evolution Heating and Cooling. Enrique, welcome to the Mike Douglas Show. And uh, thank you for spending some time with us to talk about 
I know what an air conditioner is. I know how to turn it on. But I would think, Enrique, that maintaining that thing is really important, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, it is. It's something that has to be done uh, yearly. Uh, we recommend twice a year, once before the uh, the summer and once before winter. Winter is very important as well. When we go out there in the winter, we check for our gas leaks and carbon monoxide poisoning. Um, but uh, I caught a little bit about what you were talking about, the, the energy crisis, correct, in California? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of changes going on in in California. We know it. We see it. There's a lot of... Um, Efficiency ratings changing in, in our market in the air conditioning trade. Um, I've been to a lot of training, and um, they're talking about by the year 2030, they want consumers like us to uh, have replaced about 6 million units in California, turning them all electric. So the talks are that uh, natural gas is going away. Um, we've seen it coming with uh, gasoline engine vehicles. You have a lot of solar nowadays, a lot of battery operated vehicles, and now they're they're doing that with the air conditioning. Not so much as that as their solar units, but uh, they're making them all electric to uh, decarbonize California. So there's a lot of changes uh, after January 1st, 2023. Efficiency rating is changing, and um, it's going to be huge here in California. So no. we're, we're excited, but a little nervous on what's happening, you know? I imagine so. Enrique, you, you are the expert on this. And when we talk about the efficiency ratings, uh, are are those positives for us? Uh, or is it just, just another governmental mandate? T- talk about the wisdom of that. Are, well, are these you know, things really going to benefit you know, it, us? It benefits us in the long run, you know. Okay. It benefits us because uh, there's two types of, of, of electric units, um, what we call heat pumps, okay. A heat pump is an all-electric unit that uses the refrigerant to warm up the house in the winter and cool down the house in the summer. Now, there's two types. There's a, a standard heat pump that everybody's knows about those that they were very horrible in the winter. They needed a backup strips to keep up they wouldn't keep up when the backstrap heat will kick on your electricity bill will go skyrocketing everybody hated those now there's the more modern heat pumps inverter units those are phenomenal they don't need no backup heat here in the valley where we're at they work down to about five degrees fahrenheit with at a 80 percent capacity um i have one in my house I tried it about three years ago, so I can be able to offer it to my my customers, and it's great. I mean, my electricity bill went down about 50%. I have no gas bill for the winter to heat up my house because it's all electric. So my gas bill in the winter is about 20 bucks. Um, in the summer is about 20 bucks. So it's 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 very low. Um, the comfort level of a heat pump it's it's amazing because um, on a on an inverter unit. When it turns on, it turns on at a low capacity, and it fluctuates depending on the load of the house. So if the house doesn't need to 
bring temperature down a lot, it will just uh, run at about 30% capacity. And uh, it's just phenomenal. It's, it's, it, this technology has been around in other countries for a long time um, with the mini splits. But now uh, America is adapting to them. So how will this be uh, implemented? Will it will it be a case of any uh, new homes that are built will have to have the uh, the new uh, the new requirements? Is that how they would do that? I think you mentioned well, a couple of minutes ago six million units are going to need to be replaced. Six million right? homes. Yeah, we're, they want California to replace about six million homes. Yeah, wow. By the year twenty thirty. Um. Right now, they haven't pushed it so much into the new homes, but I feel it's like right around the corner just because uh, they're going to save a lot of money on running gas lines to new homes. You don't need to run a gas line. You could do it all electric. Every new house nowadays has some sort of solar panels on the roof. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I feel myself it's a good change. But it's just going to take time for everybody to adapt, just like electric cars. It it, it takes time. But uh, this, um, comfort level-wise, is phenomenal. Saving-wise is phenomenal. But just, uh, obviously, they're, they're a little bit more uh, more to install than, uh, than a regular unit. But uh, in the long run, um, I mean, if, if you're thinking about flipping the house, it's probably not the best thing for you to do because you're not going to get your return on it. Oh, sure. Yeah. But um, if you're thinking about staying there for, you know, 10 years or so, you're going to save so much money, especially because natural gas is going up every year. Last year, it increased 100%. Um, this year, it's probably going to increase another 100% because what they're trying to do, they're trying to push people away, customers, consumers away from natural gas and just, just go all electric. And it's not something that we can avoid it coming and then we just got to adapt to it and go go with the with the flow you know and, it's, and it's we hope like the, everything nowadays we hope the grid doesn't go down right? like we're de- dealing with right we now hope, talking well, the with thing that, the, but the thing the thing that with these new units they're so efficient that that they say that when it's running it run it it, it draws less power than a hairdryer is that right? So that, that's that's surprising. How yeah, that's how that's how efficient they are. They they they, they work great and uh, they're quiet. Especially if you have a, a, a old AC outside the master bedroom, you can hear that thing run all night long. You know, you hear it kick on, off, on, off. These units, you wouldn't even tell it's running as long unless you stand in front of it. You can feel air just blowing on you. Well, that's that, they're just phenomenal. That's you know, pretty they're, amazing. They're phenomenal, phenomenal equipment. Yeah, phenomenal equipment, and that's why to our customers we try to uh, we offer financing because we know it's tough times and not everybody has the funds to to uh, replace an equipment. But at the same time, if you do have the funds, I'd rather you keep that fund in your bank account and and just finance it, finance it, and make low monthly payments. That uh, pretty much what you're saving in electricity, that's what you're going to be paying on your monthly payments. So it's it's a, it's it's kind of nice, you know. Talking but with it, it Enrique Calderon from stuff. Evolution Heating and Cooling, uh, Enrique, how can people get a hold of you? Yes, they could give us a call. We're located actually in Turlock, off of twelve twenty South Walnut Road, but they could visit us online, evolutionheatingandcooling.com. 
or they can just give us a call at 209-216-7240. We're open from 7 to 5, Monday through Friday. Saturdays is usually on appointments, but we're here for any of your guys' needs. I mean, we've been doing this a long time, and and uh, it's a good good field. And the best part about it is, is to be able to educate uh, you guys on the future and what's happening, not just uh, go in, in there and, and rip something out and put something new. I like to educate my customers on how they can benefit on, on, on the comfort level of their home. Absolutely. Well, you've, you've given us some interesting uh, thoughts about the new technology, and I, I it, it's hard to believe that you can have an air conditioning unit that's effective that won't draw more than a, a hair dryer. That's that's good. That's a, that that's a positive. That's I would think. Yeah, absolutely. Enrique Calderon, Evolution Heating and Cooling. Enrique, thanks so much for visiting with us today. Appreciate that very much. No problem. Thank you for having me on. All right, very good. Mike Douglas' show continues in three minutes right here on Power Talk 13 KFIV. Take the Mike Douglas Show with you every weekday from 3 till 5. Download the free iHeartRadio app and follow 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Again, we're looking at another flex alert today due to the heat from 4 to 9 p.m., so uh, we have obediently uh, turned off the air conditioner here in the clandestine Mike Douglas Show studios. Uh, turned it off actually right before airtime. I did not even have a fan on. However, I'm starting to uh, to melt. And so I do have a little fan that is now on to at least move the hot air around a little bit. Uh, and, and a correction, as you know, when I need to correct myself, I do that. I said Dutch boy pools uh, not long ago, and uh, our, our Dutch director of operations at Advancing Vibrant Communities has corrected me, and she's absolutely right. It's Doughboy pools. I think it was because I was thinking of Dutch brothers and an, an iced sugar-free mocha. I, that, that was on my mind, and so I, I guess I inadvertently put Dutch instead of dough, but it was doughboy pools. Exactly right. All right, we'll be talking about the heat, and we're also going to be talking about, can you believe this? Can men get pregnant? I can't believe this. Coming up in five minutes on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The show you love, talking about the issues that are important to you. The voice of the valley, the Mike Douglas Show. Now every weekday from three till five, on air and online. Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV. Here again is your host Mike Douglas. And welcome back to our number two of the Mike Douglas Show here on this warm-ish Wednesday afternoon in California's Central Valley. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation. Here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Uh, just got notified uh, NBC in the Bay Area is reporting that PG&E has warned almost 300,000 customers uh, to prepare for possible rotating power outages as the heat continues tonight. Not sure if that's restricted to the Bay Area or not, uh, but it's being reported by uh, NBC News. 
as we know, uh, we are in uh, level two of the uh, energy emergency alert from the California ISO. That's when uh, they start to request emergency energy from all the resources they have. And they've activated uh, emergency demand response programs. And we're uh, urged to conserve energy to help uh, preserve the grid. So that's where we are. Uh, level two, level three, and, and we, we got to level three last night. Level three is when we can possibly uh, expect some of those rotating power outages. And uh, so we're not there yet today. Uh, let me go here and check where we are looking at the uh, Cal ISO website here. Uh, yep, we're still at uh, emergency uh, energy emergency uh, level two uh, for Northern California, and so is Southern California as as well. Uh, current capacity is uh, fifty seven thousand six hundred mill uh, megawatts. Our current demand is forty nine thousand in round numbers, forty nine thousand megawatts. So. Uh, there's still a little bit of a, a buffer zone there. Again, uh, we are at emergency, uh, energy emergency alert level number two at the moment. When we get to number three, that's when we possibly have the uh, rotating um, power blackout. So not, not there quite yet. Again, uh, doing our part here at the clandestine Mike Douglas studio uh, to do what we can to... Uh, Make sure that uh, we have the least amount of power uh, being drawn possible. You think the state's doing as well and as much as we are? I wonder. I, I, I look at the lack of infrastructure. I, I look at demands that are made of us. Uh, I look at this demand, demand that by 2035 you can't sell gas-powered vehicles here anymore. I look at the demonization of the fossil fuel industry, and I don't know, I, I don't feel, this is just me, this, this is what I'm feeling. I don't feel that, in general, Sacramento really cares much about me at all. Uh, I really don't. I think there's an agenda there, and I don't know that they have my best interests in mind. What do you think? You think in this heat wave, Sacramento has your best interests in mind with their current policies. Our number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Well, we're talking about the heat. Here's another hot topic, and I can't even believe that we have to, to address this. But it's important, coming up in 62 days, remember, the midterm elections are coming up November 8th. It's important that we take a look at some of these things that are flying around us. There is a there has been a suggestion. I, I've heard it posed by quite a few commentators and and pundits as well. Uh, questions to ask candidates, and one is: Can you define a woman? And of course, our New Supreme Court Justice declined to uh, do that. Uh, Katanji uh, Brooke Jackson, Brown Jackson, uh, refused to uh, really address that. The other question I think we ought to ask, and it's one that is being asked of many candidates, can men get pregnant? 
Now, can you imagine 60 years ago? That, well, why would you ask that, of course? Well, now it's, it's an issue. And as I often recommend, we need to stand in the light of truth. We need to not be intimidated by the woke culture that intends to intimidate us and cancel us into silence and try to shame us into not standing firm on what we believe. This is absolutely ridiculous. Here's a a tweet that I saw in an article the other day. This this tweet was in 2019, for goodness sakes, by a Eugene Gu, G-U, who's an M.D. This is a doctor who said, tweeted out, it's a scientific and medical fact that men can get pregnant and also have abortions. Trans men and non-binary individuals are human beings who deserve to be acknowledged by society. See, here comes the shaming thing. If, if you oppose, see, you're, you're not treating them as human beings. They choose their own identity, not me, not you, not any doctor, and certainly not any politician. Um, no. No, you see, God chose their sexual identity through his economy, his system. You're born a male or a female. Now, you can live like the opposite sex, but you are still a male or female. Now, the author of this next article here, and this goes back to 2018, but it just came up on our radar screen here uh, by another article that was uh, referring to a lot of current public policy. This goes back to... um, a web news organization called Healthline. This is back in 2018, for goodness sakes. And the article is written by Casey Clements, who is a, he says, is a queer non-binary writer based in Brooklyn. Their work, no, you're, you're not plural. You are not a they, you're, you're a you. Your work, not their work deals with queer and trans identity, sex and sexuality, health and wellness from a body-positive standpoint, and much more. You can keep up with them by visiting their website. No, you keep up with uh, him by visiting his website or her by visiting her website. Not sure who Casey Clements is. Anyway, Casey Clements, the lead line here is, Yes, it's possible for men to become pregnant and give birth to children of their own. In fact, it's probably a lot more common than you might think. In order to explain, we need to break down some common misconceptions about how we understand the term man. All right, Casey, I do not misunderstand the term man. You are the one that doesn't understand the term man. According to Casey Clements, Not all people who were assigned male at birth, and they have an abbreviation for that, AMAB, A-M-A-B, AMAB, assigned male at birth. Not all people who were assigned AMAB, assigned male at birth, identify as men. Those who do are cisgender men. No, I'm not cisgender. I'm a man. I'm a man. 
Conversely, Casey Clements writes, some people who were assigned female at birth, yep, there's an acronym for that too, AFAB. Conversely, some people who were assigned female at birth identify as men. These folks may be transgender men or transmasculine people. What in the world is transmasculine? Well, Casey Clements defines that. Transmasculine is used to describe an AFAB, that's assigned female at birth, individual who identifies or presents towards the masculine side of the spectrum. Do you hear all the word diarrhea here? The person may identify as a man or any number of other gender identities, including non-binary, gender, queer, or agender. Many AFAB, that's assigned female at birth, folks who identify as men or who don't identify as women, have the reproductive organs necessary to carry a child. Yeah, that's called a female, a woman. Not AFAB, that's called a female, it's called a woman. There are also emerging technologies that make it possible for AMAB, assigned male at birth individuals, to carry a child. Good night. And then uh, there's a lot of more ridiculousness talking about if you have a uterus and ovaries. Yeah, well, that's usually called a, a woman. Here's a wonderful stat. Transgender men and transmasculine folks who become pregnant often experience scrutiny from their communities. Well, probably rightly so. It says the emotional impact of pregnancy is entirely dictated by each individual's personal experience. And then they talk about chest feeding. We used to call that breastfeeding. Uh, so, and, and why am I even bringing this up? I'm bringing it up because in 62 days, we're having a midterm election. November 8, 2022. And my question is, do we want to keep electing people that purport this nonsense that men can get pregnant? No, it's a lie. It's a deception. And and we need to be able to have the guts to stand up and say, no, I'm sorry, men don't get pregnant. What, 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 what are, they're AMABs or AFABs. No, men don't get pregnant. They don't get pregnant. Now, if there's a female who is pretending to be a man all right, it's still a female getting pregnant. Are, are you, aren't, aren't you growing a little fed up with this? This woke culture that tries to tell us what we know to be true is not true, that tries to tell us down is up and up is down and right is left and left is right. And there's no such thing as men or women. There's only AFABs and AMABs. No, I'm sorry. But the thing is, we are going to have to live with this, even in our laws, if we don't start taking the initiative to push back, not violently, 
not argumentatively, but just matter-of-factly, no, I'm sorry, Casey Clements. I don't believe that because it's not true. It's just not true. And so when it comes to November 8, 2022, how are we going to vote? Are we going to vote for people who believe that, for example, men can get pregnant? Are we going to vote for people who are demonizing the fossil fuel industry? Are we going to vote for people that want to do away with the rule of law as it is and nuance it so only the people they favor get away with breaking the law, but those they don't favor get thrown in prison? 62 days, my friends, absolutely important. So what do you think about this? Can men get pregnant? Do you have any reaction to this at all? Our number 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Mike Douglas Show continues in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. You're listening to the Mike Douglas Show, the voice of the valley. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Been talking about the heat been talking about this ridiculousness about men can get pregnant and we're going to go to the phones now 209-551-3483 but we're going to do it in a very unique way because you are a unique audience and i trust you uh we don't have a call screener uh here uh the second hour of our show today and so we're going to ask you as callers here to the mike douglas show because you are you are the best callers there are in radio to do your to do a self screening. That's right. You're, you're going to be your own screen caller, and so before I put you on the air, you say self, self. Turn down the radio in the background so there's no feedback. Uh, make sure you don't say any naughty words that would get Pastor Mike kicked off the air. And uh, when when Mike introduces uh, you and says it's your turn, tell us your name and where you're calling from and what you'd like to talk about. Okay, pretty simple. So here we go. And uh, what I'm going to do is uh, call out the last two numbers of your phone numbers so you know which person I'm talking about. All right, let's go to the phones. Without the call screener, 209-551-3483. And uh, we'll go to the last two numbers, 52. Welcome to the Mike Douglas Show. Uh, your name, where you're calling from, and what you'd like to talk about. You're on. Hi, Michael. Nice to talk to you. My name is Nancy Jackson. I live in Modesto, and I'm calling from Modesto, but I'm in my car right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I finally, I finally braved the heat today, and I spent the weekend in Fresno, and that's even hotter. So, <laughs> oh my. Oh well. Anyway, uh, anyway, what I wanted to um, to mention is that I, I just. I'm just appalled by the type of uh, what people are saying that we're supposed to believe. Um, I mean, they must really, this is insulting to me, and I'm sure it's insulting to many others, uh, the way they talk about things that are just not possible. For instance, men being pregnant and uh, many other things. And so I, I don't know who they are trying to convince and just how stupid they think 
people in general are, but uh, I wish they would stop, stop it, and get a hold of themselves. In all honesty, and uh, and I just I'm just waiting for the next ridiculous thing to be said. So, and about the heat, we've got to be patient. This too shall pass. <laughs> it is not unusual. I've lived here since 1950, and there have been very hot days. I've fried a, an egg on the sidewalk when I was a girl. So, I, you know, this is just a passing time. We have to get through it. So That is a be, be very good, good point. Good Absolutely. Uh, Nancy, that, that is a very, very good point. And something uh, my wife, uh, Lori, and I have talked about uh, m- many, many times is we, we've been through heat before. I grew up in Southern California. We used to have hot times there as well. I, I mean the weather. And it, it's just, this is not that unusual. And yeah, it's going to get into triple digits. It's hot. It's not like it's never happened before in California. And so on, on, in one way, I think, uh, unfortunately, the powers that be tend to uh, tend to whip up the public into a frenzy about this. We'll weather it. We'll weather the storm with with common sense, uh, uh, common sense responses and such. And and to uh, to your other point, Nancy, I I think what's important is for us to very um, constantly stand in the light of truth and not be intimidated by lies. I mean, if people want to say, look, I'm a female, I pretend to be a man, I'd like to be a man, and I'm pregnant, but you are not a man having a baby. You are a female having a baby. And uh, so I agree with uh, Nancy. We need to stand firm and, and not be intimidated uh, by this sort of thing. Telephone number here, 209-551-3483 on the Mike Douglas Show, 209-551-3483. By the way, uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a, a survey that was just done, and this ties into the can men get pregnant question. You're not going to believe it. How many uh, Democratic voters believe men can get pregnant? I'm not beating up on Democrats. I'm just saying what the survey says. Tell you more about it in five minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's more with the voice of the valley, Mike Douglas on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and streamed on the iHeartRadio app. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And uh, talking about the heat, how we're handling that, by the way, if you're just tuning in, uh, we are at this point at an emergency uh, energy emergency alert level two, uh, as uh, per the uh, ISO, California ISO, independent system operator. And so that means that uh, they are looking for power sources. We are not yet to an emer- energy emergency alert three. And that, when we get to three, that's when we have to look at the prospect possibly of rolling blackouts. Now, apparently, 
according to uh, NBC in the Bay Area, PG&E has warned uh, about 300,000 customers there uh, that there may be rotating power outages as the heat continues uh, through tonight. Uh, so uh, we need to be prepared. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on that. I'm looking at the uh, grid status right now with the California ISO. Let me refresh that very quickly. Yeah, we're still at uh, energy emergency alert level two. And uh, the maximum capacity is uh, uh, 57,500 megawatts in round numbers. Current demand is 50, about 50,000 megawatts. So there's uh, about 5,000 megawatts uh, before we reach capacity. And uh, they say available in the next uh, one to four hours between 4,000 to uh, 7,500 additional megawatts. So uh, we may be in a little bit better shape than last night. We will have to, uh, we'll have to see. So uh, we're doing our part. I, I believe in doing my part. I'm, I don't get ridiculous with it, but uh, we'll, we'll not run our major appliances uh, during the time. Again, there is a flex alert today. So we'll, we'll pay attention to that and, and, and do our part. Uh, I'm just not as confident that the state of California government is doing its part to help solve this issue. Now we're talking about this ridiculousness of can men get pregnant. Now, what, what brought this up was an online survey that I saw that uh, was, was talked about today on the Daily Wire. And the headline here is, Nearly one in four Democratic voters believe men can get pregnant. That's according to... Uh, the WPAI poll, that's a WPA Intelligence, it's a survey research company, says the online survey conducted by WPA Intelligence from August 22 to 25 found 22% of Democrats agreed with the statement, some men can get pregnant. Now the percentage rose when they uh, were only including women in the survey. And apparently 36% of white college-educated female Democrats concurred. So uh, the the managing director of, of this study said, overall, few Americans think men can get pregnant. She says, but with 36% of a core Democratic constituency... And one out of five Democratic voters believing this, one can see why Democratic leaders coddle the radical gender theory movement. So that's very uh, that's very interesting. So one in four of the Democrats that they um, that they surveyed said that some men can get pregnant. Now, when we're talking about that. Again, I want to tie it to November 8, 2022, a mere 62 days away. And my encouragement, I do not tell you what to do. I provide encouragement on a fairly regular basis. I provide information so that you can make your own decisions. And my encouragement is to vote for folks who believe men cannot get pregnant, that only women get pregnant. 
That's that's different from a female who would like to pretend she's a man getting pregnant. That's a female pretending not a man. But you see that this this is the deviousness of the woke culture. They try to shame the rest of us into saying what they want us to say and changing our vocabulary to match their skewed and nuanced vocabulary. Well, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm going to stand in the light. Don't you feel that's what we need to do at this point? It's not that we have to violently push back at all. I I think it only takes a fairly uh, small segment of society, and I think it would be a, a larger segment than you and I might believe, a small segment of society to start saying, no, I'm sorry, men don't get pregnant. Well, this uh, this person who identifies, no, stop, stop. That's someone who identifies as, who wants to be or is pretending to be, that's not a male. That That is called a female. There are two genders, two sexes, male and female. Now, there may be females who want to be men, who want to pretend to be men, who identify themselves as men, but they are not men. They are not men. And uh, individuals are not plural. Individuals are he's or she's. They are not they's. <laughs> that sounded almost oxymoronic there, didn't it? So, so this when when a when the opposition tries to control words. The attempt is to turn the culture upside down so that the, con- the culture, as it stands, can be so shot full of holes, sh- so shocked that the culture will eventually bend on its knee towards whatever the, the woke folk want. Not going to do it. Not gonna- well, that's being mean. No, it's, it's not being mean. It's, it's being righteous. It's being righteous. It is not righteous nor just to let people believe that men can get pregnant. I don't. I don't believe that's doing anyone a favor. Do you? Two zero nine five five one three four eight three. And just a reminder: uh, we're going to be self-screening ourselves when we're calling today. Uh, so the little British lady that uh, in the computer that answers the phone at first will put you on hold. I have never, I can't find that British lady, by the way. She's somewhere in the computer, uh, never seen her, but you hear her when, when you call. So just a reminder, when you call, uh, the British lady inside the computer somewhere will uh, put you on hold. And uh, when I bring you up, I'm going to call out the last two numbers of your uh, phone number and then we're good to go. Tell us who you are, where you're calling from. You don't have to give us last names, just uh, your first name, where you're calling from, and then we'll get right to what you want to talk about. So let's do that right now. 209-551-3483. And to caller with uh, number 52, you're on. Who's calling? Where are you calling from? I think that's me. This is Cheryl, and right now I'm in Lodi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, you know, I agree with you. I am talking about this all the time with people about only women can have babies and can't have babies. Um, regardless of what you want to be or what you think you are, 
your skill as what you were born as. You cannot change your chromosome structure. You can change what's on the outside, I suppose, if you want to manipulate that. But regardless, you take away the hormones that they give them, and their body is going to automatically want to revert to exactly what it was born as. So everything that they're thinking is all in a mental state. Their body is, they're born as what they're supposed to And And don't you think it does people no favor In fact, I think it's hurtful to help people live a lie. I I don't think that does them a favor. Do you? No, I don't. I agree. And with this they and them stuff, no, no, no. That's plural. If you're going to say they and them, you're referring to more than one individual. It's a he or a she. It's not a they or them. And we need to just, like you said, Take a stand and say, you know, this is not okay. And you, this is maybe how you feel and how you think and how you want me to see things. But it's okay to agree to disagree and let's move on from this. And let's Absolutely. Quit trying to push your agenda on everybody else, including our children in school. Kids in school should not have to worry about anything more than being a child, getting educated, and having fun on the playground with their friends. Absolutely. You know, I I really feel that what we're doing when, when we over-sexual, when we sexualize young children anyway, and then when we over-sexualize them with the school system, and especially without parental consent or parental knowledge, in my book, it's child abuse. And I, I look forward to the day when when authorities will be charged with child uh, contributing to the delinquency of a minor uh, or at least abusing them mentally by trying to convince them they are what they are not. So thank you. Appreciate your thoughts there. Our number here, 209-551-3483. Just a reminder, we're going to be self-screening. So when I put you on the air, if you tell us your first name, where you're calling from, and they get right into what you'd like to talk about. And this looks like an unlisted number. So here we go. Uh, you're on the air. Hello, my name is George, and I want to address the issue of of mental health. I technically work as an intern in a mental institution. I work with children that were stable. But what you are addressing regarding men being women, uh, we're addressing um, sex. We're addressing uh, schizophrenic individual or individuals. It's a mental state of mind, and technically, they're off balance in regards to their synapses in their brain. That's my point. Okay, so your 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 thought here, your your point is, it's uh, it's a mental issue more than a physical one. Yes. Okay. They're living in a reality that does not exist. It's called adversity reinforcement behavior response. It's a negative reality when, in fact, from their perspective, they believe it's a positive reality. Am I making sense? Yeah, it is. And and, uh, before I let you go very quickly, from, from your experience... 
when when someone is living something that's untrue, is it fair to them to affirm that? Uh, technically, no, because they don't even know that it's untrue. Interesting. That's a good they believe point. Believe in a false reality, but yet from their perspective, they believe it's it's true. So they don't they're not able to distinguish between a false statement and a true statement. So they're off balance. That is an excellent point. And so, very quickly before I let you go, how how do we deal with that? Do we announce what we believe is true and? And just make that in terms of this is what I believe. Does that help at all, or how would you approach that? My approach, from your perspective, as I listen to you, I believe in the First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States, freedom of speech, based upon your values, based upon Christian values, meaning then based upon a family value system, no matter who it is, Maintain your ground because you're protected under the Constitution of the United States First Amendment rights. That is my, that's where, that's what I believe in. All right. Okay. Very good. Uh, George, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, interesting. It's an interesting point there that was brought up, and that is there are some folks that live in an unre- unreal world without knowing that it's unreal. Uh, especially if there are issues of mental illness. And I agree with that. I agree with that. I, so so the, my question is, when we're outside of the medical field and we're dealing with politicians who say men can get pregnant, how would you deal with that? How do you think it's best to deal with a politician who says men can get pregnant? Outside of uh, the medical realm, outside of uh, a, a hospital, just out there, someone that we may want to vote for or not, can men get pregnant? The politician says yes. How do we deal with that? 209-551-3483, our number. I'll be back in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 1360 KFIV is your place online. Let's get social with Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And we're back with the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Uh, Talked uh, a little bit ago, a couple of days ago, about our our visit to uh, the coast. I had the opportunity. My wife was... uh, uh, working out there professionally, and uh, we took the time after she was off to uh, go to the coast, and uh, we went to Monterey and and ate at our favorite restaurant there. Anyway, we were out by the water, and we were asking the waiter, you know, is this uh, the the algae bloom in San Francisco Bay and a couple lakes in California, very dangerous to humans and animals? Uh, is has that gotten down here? He said, no, no, we don't have it here. Well, here's an interesting. News, news item, and this comes from uh, the San Francisco Chronicle. Apparently, they say, uh, according to uh, the reporter Tara Dugan, while scientists suspect climate change played a role in triggering the bloom, what fueled it is not a mystery. Algae blooms need food to grow. 
this one had plenty. Well, what kind of food is it that was and is helping the algae blooms grow in San Francisco Bay? Feces and urine. Yep. Yep. Nutrients, <laughs> they call them, originating in wastewater that the region's 37 sewage plants pump into the bay. So apparently, it's feces and urine that's creating the algae bloom. No wonder they don't want anybody to go near it. Well, we'll have that and more interesting things to talk about tomorrow. Hope you stay cool tonight. I'll see you tomorrow at uh, from 3 to 5 here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas here. Have a great evening.